It's beginning to feel a bit like Christmas in the shops. So how are retailers gearing up for their busiest time of year? And does it tell us much about the wider economy? You're listening to The Profit Margin with First Trust Bank. Hello, you're listening to The Profit Margin with me, Naomi McMullen and Jamie DeLarge. The festive season is the prime time of year for retailers. It's crucial to their survival. It's when they make most of their money, which will see them through the leaner months. But there's no doubt retailing has become a tougher sell. There's more competition, both from online and the big chains. Jamie met up with Glyn Roberts from the Northern Ireland Independent Retail Association and asked him how he was seeing the season shipping up. Well, I think despite the uncertainty caused by the Brexit referendum, we are seeing a very short-term bounce in terms of the currency situation. Uh, We're seeing increased numbers of southern shoppers coming north. And I think whilst this is very welcome, I think there's also a realisation that it's not going to last. And there is a feeling amongst our members in the broader retail community Grab it while you can. But in saying that, there, there's a lot of hard work been put in to make this Christmas uh, the best yet. We're working, I think, across the board to ensure that you, we give the best possible experience to shoppers this Christmas. And I think what we're trying to do this is really put the social and the shopping, take the uh, the boredom or the frustration away from shopping and, you know, put, putting together a very good package across, right across our towns and city centres. Now, you've mentioned, of course, the influx of visitors from the south taking advantage of the weak pound. But what about our local shoppers? Is there, uh, is there evidence there on the ground that they've got more money in their pockets? Well, I think that we haven't seen the fall in consumer confidence that we expected uh, post-referendum. Uh, I think, and certainly it'd be a healthy situation, you know, if we see increased shopping across the board, because our economy, although we haven't exited yet, uh, I do think that, uh, you know, there will be a period maybe in after, immediately after Brexit of instability. So I think we should be conciliating it as best we can at this point. What I would say is that, you know, we are seeing, I think, uh, particularly with independent retailers, more and more people shopping local and shopping independent. I think you're seeing a particularly uh, a renaissance in local butchers and local grocery stores where people trust their local grocer or the local butcher. Uh, and you're seeing, uh, I think, a fall away from the big multiples. And of course, that reflects a, a, a bigger trend in the sense that the big weekly shop is now in, the, in, in stark decline and you're seeing now a multiple basket shop. So I think in many respects that, that is a positive thing for independent retailers. But I think you're also saying that, uh, you know, a, a real well-run, attractive town centre with a good mix of retailers, a good mix of hospitality, uh, businesses and outlets, that's a good thing for shoppers because they, they're not going to get that in a retail centre or a shopping centre. Um, and if you look at Belfast and other town and city centres, you will, you'll have fantastic different retailers, but also a very strong hospitality offering as well. I think it's about putting the social and the shopping. It's about making town centres fun again, making them destinations. I think that's how we tackle out of town. That's how we tackle online is giving shoppers that quality experience. What would be, if there are any, the common themes that are frustrating shoppers as they look to Christmas? What do you think are things that bother them as they uh, consider where to do their business? Well, I think we've got to get car parking right. Um, Obviously, we had some negative headlines 
in recent weeks in relation to the bus lanes in Belfast. Uh, we will be producing our own car parking plan, uh, setting out how we deal with issues like that. But it's also ensuring that we provide shoppers with choice, uh, whether they want to bring their car into town, whether they want to take public transport or walk or cycle. It should be offering choice to consumers. And I think that's not just an issue for Belfast, it's an issue for every town centre. Uh, but I think car parking is a particular issue that we need to get right. Um, and we'll be outlining our own ideas and solutions about how we can address some of those issues. Do you believe that the authorities such as they are in Belfast, in Northern Ireland as a whole, are are aware of the issues that face shops, that face managers, that face owners um, who, who you know, are worried about the restrictions that are being placed upon them in terms of parking, uh, in terms of bus lanes, etc.? I think that you're certainly seeing uh, all of the 11 councils stepping up to the plate uh, by giving various different offers. Some are giving free car parking, others are giving discounted car parking. You're seeing, I think, a very good TransLink package as well uh, in place. So I think all the different levels of government are pulling in all the stops as, as far as possible. Uh, and I ho- would also you know, encourage people to consider public transport uh, and give that a try uh, because many people regard public transport as the last option rather than the first option. And it's important that we are uh, in growth mode because we still have a situation where Northern Ireland has not just the highest shop vacancy rate in the UK but twice the UK national average so we still have a lot of work to do and I believe that instead of looking at the high levels of dereliction we have in our town centres as if you like the empty businesses of the past see them as the vibrant businesses of tomorrow see them uh, see it as an opportunity there uh, about setting up uh, incubator units for new start independent retailers by looking again at, at how we can effectively use retail space in our town and city centre so I am optimistic uh, and I think it's about focusing on the solutions rather than the problems facing our town centres is where we need to be at this Christmas, it's not just a battle between your members, the independents and the multiples, but between both of you and indeed online. So how is that competition shaping up? Well, we've always said that online is an opportunity rather than a threat. It's about uh, ensuring that, uh, I mean, I suppose there's two elements to, to this. Uh, can your business sell more of your products online by still having a well-run shop? And the second part of it is, well, if you can't sell online, you can market online. So we have seen in the last two or three years a sea change in our members using social media, using Twitter in a far more effective way, reaching out to consumers. And I think how we tackle online is by giving the visitor, by giving the shopper that quality experience, by putting the social in the shopping, making our town centres fun places, destinations. That's how we can counter, best counter online. I think you're, and it's about ensuring that we have world-class customer service, ensuring that we provide the very best service to consumers. And I think a lot of independent retailers will always go the extra mile for, uh, their, for, their, local, for their local shopper. And you're also seeing that a lot of our food members are priding themselves in supporting local. And I think that's a very popular, uh, that's, that's a very popular thing for uh, local shoppers and saying that they are supporting local retailers. And if you spend, I mean, for every uh, 70p, every pound you spend in the shop, 70p of that goes, gets recycled right along the supply chain and all that, supporting local farmers, supporting local agri-food businesses. So I think there's a very strong... That's a very strong proposition. I think consumers like that. 
Um, and uh, so we're very committed to building on that, not just shop local, but supporting other parts of the supply chain. Glenn Roberts there ending that interview. Lots in the mix, currency fluctuations, how technology is impacting on retail and how our habits have changed, moving away from the big weekly shop to smaller ones. Well, retail and the service industry are both huge parts of our economy. Robust consumer spending is crucial to recovery. So how does this all fit into the wider picture? Andrew Webb is an economist and also chair of Belfast City Centre Management. Jamie caught up with him and asked about what he thinks about the run-up to Christmas this year. Reasonably positive from an employment and labour market perspective. We've seen employment continue to rise, uh, more jobs in the economy across a range of sectors. From a wages perspective, we're probably not seeing wage growth in in anything like the the pace that we would want to see from an economic growth perspective. And I I draw on on sources such as the ASDA income tracker for that. When we see how much disposable income families in Northern Ireland have, it's in and around £100 a week, which is much lower than other parts of the UK and just gives an indication of the the spending power that's available to families. And it's not a great amount and it hasn't grown very much in the last number of years. So that's a factor. Do you think um, in terms of the mood of shoppers, is there any indication that people are likely to spend more money, even uh, dipping into savings, even borrowing more uh, to have a, you know, to to splash out on Christmas? Is there any indication on that front? I think the retailers I've spoken to are are in a more optimistic, but cautiously optimistic mood. They're they're looking forward to Christmas. When, When we think back even three, four years, and I draw on Belfast experiences, there was uh, almost desperation and panic in the run-up to Christmas in terms of what the, the trading scenario was. We're very far removed from that, so there's there's more optimism from a trader's perspective. But we have experienced a context like no other in my lifetime in the last six, nine months with Brexit, with, with, with Trump. There's so much uncertainty uh, in the markets, and, and we're starting to see that feed through to some inflation uh, not in the headline figures, but we are seeing the, the price of petrol and diesel has gone up. Uh, that's impacting on disposable income and, and spending ability. But you know there are good offers in the shops and, and the, the retailers are, are doing their utmost to attract uh, consumers in. So from a retailer perspective, there's a cautious optimism about the Christmas trading. One very definite optimistic uh, event uh, arising out of Brexit, of course, has been the weakness in sterling, which makes uh, Northern Ireland and uh, it cheaper for, for Southern shoppers. Now, how much of a boost is that going to be? Hopefully a, a very significant boost. I mean, what we're already hearing is that uh, room rates in Belfast for hotels are, are up and over 90%. So that's that's a significant positive, and a lot of that's been driven by that cross-border trade coming up. So locally, we're having you know pressure on our incomes and, and some inflation coming through, but that boost from cross-border shopping could be significant. I mean, we're seeing more and more uh, southern-based registration plates in car parks around the shopping centres. We're, we're seeing more people coming up to enjoy the, the retail and the, the benefit that, that they're experiencing from the week sterling is that they're getting better deals when they come north. And that is providing a boost to retailers and restaurants and leisure here. Uh, I mean, you 
role as as chairperson of Belfast City Centre Management. So you're you're looking at this from another angle. Do you believe the city is presenting the best face uh, as 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 we uh, lead up to Christmas? I absolutely do. I think that the city has a new ambition about it, and that's feeding through. There's an atmosphere in the city now that 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 is positive and forward looking. We're seeing so many more visitors come come to the city. I think it, it's looking well. The, the continental market has just started, um, which is a resounding success annually. The retailers around the city hall and, and beyond are all, you know, geared for Christmas. Have are presenting themselves fantastically well, and it, it's a it's a positive place to be. And and I'm looking forward to a, a successful trading season. No. There always is this competition between the, if you like, clicks and bricks in terms of online and shop-based uh, retailing. So, is this there is a trend evident? We've seen it over the years. Um, does 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 it reach a point? Do you think where um, you know? It, it, it maxes out the online trade in terms of its percentage of of, of people's uh, uh, sort of income that it, it reaches, or is it going to steadily increase until it, you know, if you like, not quite eclipse uh, the the traditional shop, but but certainly give them very little room for manoeuvre. That's a, a very complex issue. Um, I mean, I think we all shop online to, to varying degrees. I, I do it myself. But what I get from shopping in the city or, or coming for the, into other retailers is the experience and the ability to, to try the goods and, and see how they look and, and you know discuss a deal with, with uh, sales advisors. Plus that you can expand your experience to you know, going for coffee, going for a drink, maybe having a meal. There's, a, there's an experience that goes with visiting the city centre or, or you know, coming out for a day of shopping that you just don't get from browsing online and, and clicking. Granted, there's a convenience with that, but I think the two can coexist. Uh, I don't think uh, they need to be constantly in competition with each other. I think cities and, and retail environments can change their offer to make it more appealing for that experience. So Christmas shopping should partly be all about the experience. Well, now with a look at what's coming up in the week ahead, here's Neil Parker from First Trust Bank. It's been hard to avoid the Trump effect following his victory in the US presidential election. The clean sweep should make it easy for Trump to implement his policies over the next few years. But I think there are a few things we should be keeping an eye on. Firstly, the ongoing market volatility. As Trump has not held political office before and some policies are controversial, there were some initial concerns but markets seem to be stabilising. But they still look a little nervous. Secondly, the US interest rate. With a proposal for sharp cuts in personal and corporate taxes, Many of these could boost the US economy and inflation. Therefore, another US rate hike is likely to be on the cards very soon. And lastly, the push to get companies back to the US from lower tax countries like Ireland. With a rising US budget deficit, he may find it hard to convince Congress to cut the corporate tax rate. And US firms more than ever may need to retain overseas locations given his protectionist stance on free trade. This week's startup is an online testing platform for game developers. Here's Adrian and Gordon from Testify. I'm Adrian Campbell from Testify. We're working on a player intelligence platform for the games industry. The games industry is currently valued at over $99 billion. But with over 750 games a day released worldwide, getting noticed or published requires finding the magic in your game and having a deep understanding of your players. 
Testify is an innovative player intelligence platform with a suite of tools that enable game developers or publishers to get inside the heads of the players without having to observe them in person. Unlike competitors such as Playtest Cloud, Testify provides mobile, desktop and VR testing with automated actionable insights that allows the game developer to become an expert, spend more time polishing their game and increase revenue through cutting edge player intelligence. You can find out more at www.cotestify.com. Go check them out. And if you're interested in pitching, we'd love to hear from you. You can get me on Twitter at The Profit Margin or Facebook at The Profit Margin. Or if email is your thing, Naomi at theprofitmargin.co.uk. Thanks for listening. You're listening to The Profit Margin with First Trust Bank. 